Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of Golden Grizzlies. Of course, he is a coach, Greg Campy. We are back in effect here live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Happy to have everybody. You know, the, the move to Monday, still the, the, the crowd on hand camp. Everybody yeah, still made it, huh? A new night, a few empty tables tonight, but uh, I think that's more because Osei's on the show. I think people didn't want to. <laughs> you think? No, I don't think oh, so. Okay. Yeah, Ose is a cool cat to talk to, and yeah. we're going to talk to Ose Price, who did something in the game of basketball that hasn't been done at any level in more than 20 years, and we'll discuss that uh, when Ose Price joins us. But as we said, happy to have you all along for the ride. Sean Thomas back in our 1270 The Bet Studios. Big shout-out to everybody's here at RJ's Pub taking care of everybody out there. But Camp, you know, uh, lost the game against IUPUI on Thursday. We knew that, though, uh, going into the weekend. Just uh, word that different. Word that different for me. What do you mean? We didn't lose. No. You make no, it sound no, like no, no, we no. lost. We, we, we the lost game. the ability to play against there IUPUI okay, on Thursday. Maybe okay. there's somebody driving in their car right now. Yeah. going, Oakland lost to IUPUI. We lost the ability to play okay. IUPUI. Oh man. <laughs> So I, so, would, I wouldn't want that guy to run off the road. Oh, say, let this be a lesson. Everybody keeps receipts, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody keeps receipts of every word you say. No, lost the ability to play IUPUI. Uh, did play UIC on Saturday. Uh, got a win. Uh, UIC, though, a, a very, very good backcourt camp, I would say, maybe uh, among the best uh, in the Horizon League. And they popped off. You held them down for 20 minutes, but they got it going in the second half. But uh, in the end, you guys got the win. Yeah, they sure were good that night. Uh you know, not playing on Thursday, I think, hurt us, and I'm really glad we played on Monday now. Um, but, you know, you're in the middle of four road ga- or eight road games out of ten games, and then you lose one of the home games. So now it's, you know, eight out of nine on the road. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not good, and it shouldn't happen, but it did. And it's just a COVID year, man, and the last two years have been crazy, and the team that can navigate through it is the team that's going to win because, you know, like three years from now, nobody's going to remember the COVID situation. They're just going to know where you finished and what you did. So we've just got to hang with it all and, and find a way to go on the road the next four games and, and compete and, and get wins. And if we do, we're, we'll hold our destiny in our own hand coming home with five games at home to finish the season. And it's, it'd be all be in our hands if, if we can get the four wins in the next four road games. You, know, you look at that basketball game camp and, and how it played itself out. You know, Osei in the starting lineup played 30 minutes in the basketball game, did the, kind of that, that Swiss Army tool that he is. Uh, just seems to do a little bit of everything. He was pressed into a lot of minutes, and, and he responded. Yeah, and, and I was moving towards that anyways. As we get down to the, the stretch, I was moving. He seems to play better when he starts than he than he does off the bench. You know, the numbers show that, so... Uh, I was moving towards that direction anyways. I think the Dearborn game cemented it. And then obviously Conway's injury and and COVID battle, uh, I could have put Will in there. I did one game, but I I just think it fits our team better with him in the starting lineup. And um, he can play any position in the zone. That really helps us. Um, He's, you know, his role, and I wanted you to talk to him a little bit about that tonight, what his role is because – I think his role in a couple of years is going to be a lot different than it is now. I think he's. We saw on Monday what, you know, his role is, is will be in the future when we want him shooting the ball, and you know there'll be a day that we're running a lot of sets to him. But right now he's just got to get in there and compete and help us help this these older guys, you know, with their chance to Jamal Kane's chance and and 
Jalen Moore's chance to get championships. It's his job to help us do that. You, know, you look at it, too, and, and certainly I, I've talked about this a lot with Jeff Smith when we do the pregame show, and you know, we go through the matchups and where you think you can exploit it and stuff like that. And, and, and oh, by the way, you know, Jamal Cain's a 20-10 and 10 guy. It, are we to that point with him? Did you ever think that a, a 2010 guy would be normalized, especially, you know, in, well, in college? But it is. It's normalized with him. Yeah, but, you know, he he he's not scored in league play until lately as much as he did in the non-league games. And I think that teams have, are game planning against him. And, and then he had a few games he got in foul trouble, and he got himself in trouble a little bit because, you know, the Pontiac, uh, the, the streets of Pontiac came out you know, how he grew up playing yep. ball on the streets of Pontiac, like Mike Covington had before him and other players that I've had. And, uh, you know, there's a toughness there and there's a uh, uniqueness of, of those young men, what, the, what they came from and came through, and carrying that over onto the court is part of what makes them great, but also they have to learn how to control that. And uh, Jamal has had to... Just listening to Mike and myself tell him what he's got to control is different than doing it. And I think he suffered the consequences of, of you know, people targeting him as, the, you know, the best player in the league. And then what can they do? And, well, the scouting report says, you know, if you draw at him, he's going to draw back. If you push him, he's going to push back. And, and he got himself in a little bit of trouble, so his numbers went down. Uh, but it was really good the last two games to see him up over 20 again and double-digit rebounding. I mean, when he does that, we probably aren't going to lose very often. Uh, you can get involved with the show, too. Send a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy on it. We get to all of them. we got a ton of questions to get to here tonight. Uh, sometimes my chagrin, sometimes much to my chagrin, sometimes not, depending on how camp's uh, responses are going through. But we do have a lot here tonight, Camp. So, But if so, you want to jump in, feel free. So you're telling me to give quick answers again? No, I'm not necessarily saying Well, I'll size it up as we get there. You know, We'll okay. see how the clock works and everything like that. We'll get a feel for it, though, and we will see. But the Golden Grizzlies uh, in action this weekend, back on the road uh, for four consecutive, going to Northern Kentucky, going to Wright State, and we'll talk about that trip uh, a little bit later on in the show as far as what you expect from those games. But a bit of a travel update for us because I've gotten this a lot on social media. I've gotten this a lot here uh, in the building as well. The travel plan, certainly uh, the, the the unprecedented snowstorm, I guess, that's supposed to come here through Wednesday. They're talking 10 inches, 12 inches, 15 inches of snow. The snowmageddon's coming, Camp, so uh, how are we going to respond? Well, I heard today 12 to 18 inches, so if that's true, you know, we've got to get out of here. And so my guess is they're going to say 12 to 18 and we'll get an inch and a half, but we're going to we're we're going to uh, act as if that's coming, and we're going to get out of here on Tuesday. I talked to Coach Horn today at, at Northern Kentucky, and I said, if you don't want to play the game, it seems like there's a lot of that going on in our league. If, if, if you don't want to play the game, we don't have to come. We're going to get 12 to 18. He goes, no, we'd like to play. <laughs> I said, okay, then we'll come on Tuesday. and uh, um, So we're going to leave Tuesday night after dinner. We'll get there, and... We're going to practice in their building, which I don't really like to do. I like to practice at home and only shoot in their building. But Why is that, out of curiosity? Just had more success over the years. I think we take practice. Uh, it's, we're more comfortable with it, uh, you know, when you do that. Our, and you, you can say, well, on the Friday before the Saturday game, you practice at their place, but we don't do much on that day. No. You, you've seen enough practices to know that, uh, as you say, the haze in the barn or whatever. Yeah before we get on the bus and we just walk through some stuff and shoot the ball is all we do on on that friday practice so 
we're going to have a real practice down there. Um, and again, you get, you got to go with, with it, you know, with the way it's played out. You just got to do it because it's uh, the best thing to do for us is to get down there and not worry about, uh, you know, sliding off the road on the bus right. or, you know, driving, turning a five-hour drive into 12 hours because you're driving 20 miles an hour the whole way. So we're just going to try and beat the storm. Yeah, that that's really what that boils down to. But, uh, you know, again, Camp, kind of going back to this weekend and that game, against UIC, I, I think, too, from an atmosphere perspective, you're starting to see it grow little by little. You're starting to see it grow, you know, in terms of attendance, energy in the building and yeah, stuff like that. I'm, I'm pretty disappointed, though, Neil, and you know me. I'm going to say what I feel. And, you know, I understand COVID, and I understand people uh, being concerned about it. But then I turn on the TV, and I see Michigan, Michigan State place packed, and I don't get why our place isn't as good as this team is. And as exciting as we play, and to see a guy like Jamal Kane and and the, the way that Trey Townsend and Micah and, and the passing ability of of Jalen and the shooting ability of Blake and, and Osa, and, you know, we've got a little bit of everything. It's a very exciting brand of basketball. And when it's full, like it used to be, it, what got me is uh, you're somebody, I don't know why, I'm sure you paid them to do it, but they put out your call of a UIC game. The first time we ever played UIC, you know, they're leaving the Horizon League. The first time we ever played them in the arena, uh, we made a shot at the buzzer. Oh, Duke, yeah. Duke Monday went to length of court and made a shot at the buzzer. And somebody tweeted that out with your call of it after the game, you know, because that was the last time they'll play at our place. And if you look, you know, I looked at it, and that team that year wasn't, one of my best teams. I mean, it was still a team that finished third or fourth. Duke led the nation in steals. Right. Yeah. But the place was jam-packed. Yep. And uh, that's what we were used to. And now last year nobody showed because they couldn't, and now we're building back. It's, it's just disappointing to me that we're not back there. And I know our students aren't on campus yet, you know, and they, I think they come back tomorrow, right? Uh, February 1st. Yeah, I think they come. Everybody comes back tomorrow, February first. So, um, I I I just just disappointed to be honest with you that you know because this team is so much fun to watch. I mean, I, I, as the coach, there are times I sit there and just enjoy watching it. You know, I mean, at Green Bay, a couple of the runouts we had and the the passing of the ball and how how good we look offensively, it's enjoyable. It's fun to see and. So the fact that, you know, there aren't lines, people lined up to like there used to be has, has been a little bit bothersome to me. Oh, and, and the style of basketball on camp, and you guys always talked about it too, like playing the zone and we're a team now where the identity is through defense and the identity is, is through that zone defense and locking teams up. You're still scooting up around 80 points a game when you're playing at home. I mean, you, yeah, you getting, talked about it. Yeah, you, you yeah. talked about it. You said, hey, we're not, we're not the old Oakland anymore, but the scoreboard right. says you are. If Enu had made a free throw, there'd be free pizza at every home game we've played. And there was only one that it wasn't, and he missed that free throw. And I don't think he's ever going to live that down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, it, it is. Like, it's it's the the style of play is, is still there. You guys are still putting points on the board, and you're defending. Well, we're just more efficient offensively. It's not as much of a race as it used to be up and down the floor. Right. But, um, you know, it, like I said, I've got really, really good players that make great athletic plays and do amazing things, and it's fun to watch the teamwork and all that kind of stuff. So, 
you know, I'm I'm just hoping we've got the you know all the best teams in the league still to play at our place. We you know with the only teams that have played at our place are the the middle or bottom level of the league, and so we've got Cleveland State, Wright State, Northern Kentucky, Detroit, and Fort Wayne. Those are the five of the top six teams in the league, and they're all coming into the arena. And there's going to be there's going to be some huge huge games, championship level games. And I just, I'm hoping that uh, we get by the COVID thing and the fans, you know, come out like they used to. Well, in, in camp too, I mean, you talked about huge games. You got Wright State on national television. Obviously, we need, you know, we need to show out for that game as, as a fan base, as everybody that's affiliated with it. I mean, people need to own that one and, and get out there for that. Certainly the Detroit game on Super Bowl Sunday as well. Uh, as you said, I mean, big games. Uh, championship games, they are. And you don't... When, one thing I learned, Camp, when I when I came here to Oakland to work in the first two years, I was here doing this job. We go to the NCAA tournament. I'm like, this is great. You go to the NCAA tournament all the time. I mean, you got to savor these things when you when you have these opportunities. I I remember when Keith Benson was playing his last couple games we, on the radio show. I said something about you people better come out because you may never see another guy like him at Oakland University. And and we've seen great. I mean. Kendrick Nunn's the runner-up rookie of the year in the NBA, but we haven't seen a 6-11 guy that dominated a game right. like he did. We we won 50 out of 53 league games. Uh, that's that's un, you know that's Gonzaga-like, unprecedented. 20-point lead in every game for two years in league yeah, play. Something like that. So, you know, we've got a team this year that's doing special things, and it's 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 not commonplace. So, hopefully, you know, we've got our core people that'll always be there and. and like the people that are sitting here tonight that are always at the, you always know, there. they get it and understand it, and we, we're very pleased and grateful for that. But there's, there's, you know, this community needs to wake back up and realize that, you know, you can come to the arena and not not worry about, you know, we, we're, it's a safe place to be. No, absolutely. Uh, we're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we'll be joined by Osave Price here live from RJ's Pub. Remember, if you want to get involved with the show, do it on Twitter. Send a tweet with the hashtag AskCampy. That's all you got to put on there. Just tweet your question with the hashtag AskCampy on it. I have a little uh, on my phone there. I just pull up the, the thread as it goes along. So uh, if you got time to send a question, we got time to answer it. There is no doubt about that. So we'll take our first break. When we come back, I'll be joined by Osave Price. Kid from Florida, as a matter of fact. Loves this weather right now. Uh, very happy to be here right now, and uh, he's just excited about it. We'll discuss that with Osei when we come back. This is the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And, guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table. Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How was your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine, official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. 
Learn more at HenryFord.com sports. Tap into savings when you use your Oakland University Credit Union Visa Signature Credit Card. The Visa Signature Credit Card gives you more cash back, like 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Simply tap to pay. It's fast, easy, and convenient. Tap to pay. Get more cash back with the OUCU Visa Signature Credit Card federally insured by the NCUA. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Everybody out here on the Monday night, appreciate y'all sticking through the day uh, switch of the show. So certainly happy to have you with us. And right now, as promised, we're joined by Osei Price, the freshman for the Golden Grizzlies. Uh, played his... his uh, High school basketball at Montverde Academy down there in Florida. So, uh, you know, you're feeling this weather up here, aren't you, Jose? No, it's a whole lot different in Florida, I can tell you that. <laughs> it's a whole lot different. That is, uh, that is a good way to put it. No, say, I mean, your game uh, is a whole lot different out there on the floor. And, and before we get into all that and how you got to Oakland and all those types of things, I do want to share with everybody the game against University of Michigan-Dearborn, you did something that hasn't been done in basketball in 20 years, not at the NBA level, not at the WNBA level, not at NCAA Division One, men's, women's, any of that. You had a perfect night from the floor with at least five attempts from the free throw line, the floor, and the three-point line. Were, did you know that at the time? Did you know what was going on, or, or were you just in it? I didn't. Um, Coach Cove had told me right after the game I had a perfect one, and they had told me at the interviews after, and a lot of people were texting me on my phone that, like congratulations, but I didn't really realize until they had tweeted out nobody at any level did it in 20 years. So it was definitely exciting to hear. Yeah, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's great. I mean, when you hear NBA, WNBA, NCAA Division One, has it even still set in about that? I mean, do you realize what you did there or not? Um, not really. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, I'm, I'm definitely excited about it, but – yeah, we just yeah. roll on. No, but but you know what though, say I mean that's that's you though. You know, getting to know you and obviously you know traveling and we uh, travel. We've done a lot of traveling because we played a hell of a lot of road games this year. So certainly we've been out on the road a lot. That's you though. At least how I've gotten to know you. You are like you are right now. Like you're here. You're going to do the interview. You're going to sit over there and eat wings after you're done doing the interview. Uh, you're going to go home, maybe flip on Netflix or do some homework, whatever it is you got to do. You. You just roll out, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. Just do what I have to do and then just relax. I need you to talk to my son, man, my, my teenage son, man. <laughs> just handle your business and move on, man. Yeah. No. Uh, but but let's pick it up, though, at, at Montverde Academy there. I mean, I would guess your attitude and certainly your game, and it all makes sense when you start putting the pieces back together with it. At Montverde Academy, one of the, the preeminent basketball names in, in high school, I mean, you can watch yeah. your games on ESPN nationally and stuff like that. You're out there with Kate Cunningham down there. I mean, like, number one overall draft picks and stuff. You're not going to be phased when you walk into West Virginia or Oklahoma State, are you, from where you came from? 
No, not really. Coming from stuff like that, is it was pretty much like playing on the NBA court because there was, I think, six NBA players on my the last team I played on at Montverde. So it's I just went out and played pretty much. Yeah, and you know, as, as far as your game, I kind of called you a, a Swiss Army knife uh, out there because I, I, there's always a little bit of every stat out there when you're on the floor, and you've become such a vital piece of this team, even off the rip, because. You do. You could, you play any spot in the zone. Certainly, when Micah's out of the game, you you kind of assume that role where you're up top in the zone. How about you? Did you play a lot of zone in in high school? No, I didn't. I don't. I really didn't play any throughout high school. Um, only maybe like a couple games when we were undersized. We went two, three for a little bit, but it was mostly man throughout high school. Yeah. So so what is it about this zone then in particular? Because Micah's the same story. When I talk with Micah about it. Uh, when I talk with you about it, what is it about this zone that, that you're able to pick up? Because you and Mike are weapons up there. Uh, I guess just how they teach it to us in practice. We run through it over and over, and we just uh, pick it up pretty quickly, and it becomes natural after a while. I'm talking with Osei Price here on the Greg Campy Show. We're live at RJ's Pub. If you got a question, tweet it with the hashtag AskCampy. So this team, Osei, you know, uh, as far as how you got here, as far as how you got to Oakland, maybe take us through that process a little bit. Uh, so I was at prep school, and my coach is friends with Campy. So he told me he was going to be talking to Oakland. Um, and this was at the end of the season. I was uh, talking to a couple schools, trying to narrow it down. And uh, then on the last show, you could hear uh, Campy telling the story about how my coach – uh, told him about me and sent him on my film. And my coach told me he thinks I'll fit the system pretty well. So pretty much we were just waiting on uh, the okay from Campy that uh, he liked me. And that's what happened. He came back and said he wanted me. So went on the Zoom call and committed right there. And that was it. Huh? So, so now that you've been in this system now, and, and players always talk about it, players always rave about it, and it's put guys in the NBA – it's gotten teams to the NCAA tournament. What, what's your thoughts on this system? Uh, well, it's definitely different playing the zone, but I can tell you that it works. We're winning everything. <laughs> um, uh, but I love it. Uh, I'll, I'll just get to shoot. That's what I do, shoot. And uh, when the time comes, I can get to be athletic. And, yeah, that's my team. Well, Jose, I have to ask you, did, did you have your Oakland, Oakland moment with camp? And, and what I describe that as is, when you play in a game sometimes, especially when you're a freshman and you have an open shot, sometimes guys will pass on that shot and camp will light you up because you didn't shoot the basketball. Have you had that campy moment? Uh, I've had a bunch of those, actually, especially <laughs> in practice. Um, yeah, if I pass up a shot and he thinks I should have taken it, he'll definitely get to me. But uh, I'm, get, I'm getting better at it, so I'm letting the ball go and it's going in now. So. Uh, when I talk with Zion, we call it pulling. So you're out there pulling now, huh? <laughs> so definitely pulling. <laughs> <laughs> Talking with Osei Price here on the Greg Campy Show. What what about that though? Uh, you know, Osei, that that freedom uh, as a freshman, just that freedom on offense in general. Look, I know that this is a defensive based team right now, when you guys have your identity through the zone and stuff like that. But as I was talking with Camp, you guys are still putting 80 plus up on the board, particularly when you play at home. I mean, there's there's shots out there to be had. Yeah. Um. If I know one thing that I can do, and that's shoot. So when I get the shot, I just, I'll just take it, and I know I can make it. Um, uh, having freedom is definitely good because you don't have to play tense and, like, worry about uh, doing anything wrong. And that's what usually messes people up when they're playing. 
One of, one of the biggest things, I'll say, that I've noticed about your game too, and this has been in particular, again, talking about all the road games that we played and all the, all the, the challenges that we faced and stuff like that and the big-level teams that we played. When we, particularly in the first half in some of these road games, maybe don't get off to the start we want to get off to, without fail, you always seem to make a big three that makes an eight-point lead a five-point lead or makes a six-point lead a three-point lead. And then everybody kind of seems to get their get their feel back, get their flow back and everything like that. That People won't think about that, but I will, I will say this, Ose, because I'm there. I see it. Those shots are just as big as any shots that are hit in the second half of the game, coming down the stretch of the game and stuff like that because you keep the game within reach. You stop runouts by the, by the home team. What, what's that mentality? Again, being a freshman – you know, and, and just stepping up and taking those big shots because those are shots, I would say, like I'm talking about. If it's an eight-point deficit, if you miss and there's a run out and a dunk and stuff like that, now it's ten points, now the crowd's into it and stuff like that, those are huge shots. Do you feel that or are you just you just hooping? I never really thought of it as, uh, like, we're trying to stay in the game. I thought of it as, I've got a shot, just take it. So um, uh, my teammates believe in me so and coach believes in me. So when I get it, just take it. And hopefully I'll make it, and usually I do. Usually. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, check the percentages, right? That is the case. Talk with Ose Price here on the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by uh, the Evans Law Group. So what's the biggest difference for Ose Price when that ball went up at West Virginia in game number one of your college basketball career to today, sitting here at the Greg Campy Show today? What, what's the biggest difference, do you feel? Uh, probably confidence, for sure. Um when we went there, it was still kind of new to me being uh, in front of, like, these huge stadiums and all these people. But um, now I'm definitely more confident, and I'm getting in tune with my teammates. Uh, I understand that Jalen's the best passer in the nation. So uh, if it's facts. Uh, I'm, like, finding my spots of where I can get open, and he'll, he'll hit me. And just, just like the rest of the – the team uh i know what trey can do i know what everybody can do so it just just getting in tune with everything pretty much what about uh, you know i talked about you and and the similarities you have with with micah Parrish's game i think in my mind where you guys are, are kind of very similar as far as what you do have you have you picked up anything from micah and uh you know because he's a guy you know, we, we talked about this at the press conference after the last game He's a guy that, that's willing to do whatever it takes to get a win. And if that means he doesn't get 15 shots that night, he's cool with that. He's going to go get the rebound. He's going to go do what he has to do. Have you learned anything from Micah Parrish? Uh, yeah, for sure. When I got here, Micah was the first player that I met. So, and he showed me around everything. So uh, we've definitely been talking, and I've definitely learned from him. I've definitely learned from Jamal. Uh, they're both good dudes, and uh, I've – going to continue to keep speaking to them and uh, gaining knowledge. All right, well, I'll say your wings are sitting over there, man. I'm not going to deny you anymore. You've, uh, you, you've stepped up. You've answered the job here. Go get into them wings, man. All right, thank you. Uh, all right, that's Jose Price, everybody, of the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. We'll take a break. When we come back, it's Ask Campy time on Twitter. Last call for you. If you want to get those questions to Greg Campy, fire those off at the hashtag Ask Campy. We'll be getting to those when we come back. Take a look ahead to the Wright State, Northern Kentucky weekend as well on the road. Don't go anywhere. It's a Greg Campy show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills.
Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How was your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine. Official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at henryford.com slash sports. Tap into savings when you use your Oakland University Credit Union Visa Signature Credit Card. The Visa Signature Credit Card gives you more cash back, like 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Simply tap to pay. It's fast, easy, and convenient. Tap to pay. Get more cash back with the OUCU Visa Signature Credit Card. Federally insured by the NCUA. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEinteractivehome.com today. DTE. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group, live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Show flying by today like it typically does. A big props to Osei Price for sitting down with us. He's, uh, he's enjoying the wings right now. You know how they do it up here at RJ's Pub. Was always a fixture for a lunch, lunch stop here uh, at Oakland. But, uh, again, Coach Greg Campy back with us here. So, Camp, you ready to rock with some uh, Ask Campy questions? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hello, Greg Campy. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. Your, your show your show is back on the air. Right, I, okay. I was looking at questions on Twitter, so I was getting prepared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, Pittsburgh Marty uh, asked a question uh, last week. We didn't get a chance to get to it because you wanted to give it its proper – proper right. time so we want to get Pittsburgh Marty uh, in the mix first he said I noticed a team has four assistant coaches can you briefly explain the major roles responsibilities of each program of each coach within the program associate head coach two assistants and the adobo as it are as it is the director of basketball ops we actually have more than that um, we actually have two what we call graduate managers and while they are in grad school their their jobs more important than the grad school um, their moms don't want to hear that but nor do their professors, right, but that is but, the reality. They, they spend, you know, 80 hours a week on the basketball stuff and five hours a week in the classroom. So, uh, But our graduate assistants or graduate managers that they're called, that's dictated by the NCAA. They have to be called that and they have to do this. They, they really, really, really are important to our program. They, they do all the dirty work, all the things they, that they do, our film breakdown. We lost our film guy uh, Corey Wheeler in October got a job with uh, the Dallas Mavericks uh, CBA team or no G League G League team now CBA that shows you how old I am um, under uh, John Grenovich who is also right. a former 
Oakland he was video a guy. former video guy. So, you know, we've, we've put a lot of these video guys into the league. And so people want to do it at our place because it's a stepping stone. So we lost him. So the graduate managers took that role over this year. They're the ones that open the gym late at night. They're the ones that chase rebounds. They're the We have five managers that are students that are phenomenal. Um, those kids, they'll get a ring if we win it because they'll have earned it more than, you know, I've earned it. Um, the, as much work as they do for our kids, they're there. They rebound. They do everything. And then the, the position of director of operations is uh, DJ has that position, and his job is it's a little different than it's, than it's been in the past. When Sarah Judd had it, she was not interested in coaching. DJ has coached at the Division One level. He's more of a coach that's doing the Dobo job than a Dobo. Uh, he's, he's replaced somebody that had, had that job for 15 years, and he's doing a great job. But his, uh, his, his today was screwed up for him because he had to change everything. All our travel plans and practices and everything had to get changed because we made the decision to leave today, um, or tomorrow, I mean. So every, everything that deals from budget to uh, everything, the, the operations of the program, he operates the basketball program. Um, and Jeff Smith is our associate head coach. Uh, Tony Jones and um, Mike Covington are the, the assistants. In the NCAA rules, they're called the full-time assistants, which mean they're allowed to be on. You're only allowed to have four coaches on the court during practice. And so myself and those three are the four that are designated. There will be times, though, that one of them is on the road recruiting, so then DJ can step on and you, you can move people in and out of those positions. Um, each coach has a specific job um, the most important job of all the coaches is to player relationship you know the, each one of them has four four players that report to them they meet on a weekly basis everything I want them to know their girlfriends names the sisters and brothers I want them to know everything about the young man um, they have to deep deep dive into them academically talk to them about everything that's going on academically, what their assignments are this week. So that relationship building with players so that the players understand that we care more than just about us winning. Um, so that that's their biggest job. They're all given basketball jobs, working with the bigs, working with the small shooting coach, rebounding coach, defensive breakdown coach. You know, they all have specific jobs of that. When we're in practice, they take the practice over. And actually, if we're working on our defensive breakdown, Jeff Smith's doing the drill work. If we're working on rebound, Mike Covington's working that. Tony Jones works on the opponent's offense, which is very important. When you play zone every possession, we have to know what people are going to do against our zones. And that's Tony's job to, to prep our, our team for what they might see that's different. Um, they, they all recruit. Um, obviously, I'm the decision maker on players, uh, but it's their job to find the perfect fit for what I want. When Osei's prep school coach called me, Osei, the first thing I said to him, he said Osei was 6'6". And I said, tell me the truth. Is he listed at 6'6", or is he 6'3"? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I needed, because I don't want 6'3". I want... For the zone, I want 6'6 six, six to 6'9. Six, 
That's what we want. We want 6'6". Six, six the only guy on the floor that can't be between 6'6 six, six and 6'9, six, if we're going to be good in that zone, has got to be our point guard. And so when he, he, uh, he brought that to me, you know, and then I saw the video. The first thing I said, he doesn't look 6'6 six, six on the video. And, no, he's 6'6", six, six, can't be 6'6". Six, six. And he's not. He's 6'5", but that's close <laughs> enough. 6'5", um, you can do. Can't right. do 6'3". Yeah. Right. 6'5", is the cutoff line. Right. But so that's, that's the profile of the kid we're looking for. Now, there's two people that don't fit that profile. There's the point guard, and then there's the designated the shooter. shooter. You right. know, because I always – I've never coached a team that didn't have – a designated shooter. Now, I prefer that he'd be, you know, Travis Bader at 6'5", but Brad Buddenborg at 6'4", but we've had Jason Rizicki with 6'1", Blake Lampman 6'1", you know, our designated shooter. Obviously, the taller he is, the more he fits into the, into the, program, into the zone. Right. But somebody that can go in and make shot after shot after shot, I don't care if they're 4'6". As you long know, as that percentage number right, is around I'll, 40. Yep. I'll find a way to play them and mix them in defensively in that. But from the recruiting standpoint, you know, we have a profile, and they've got to fit that profile. And length, size, ability to make shots are, are what we're looking for in a basketball player. This particular year, I want someone in that profile that can rebound because we're going to lose the best rebounder in the league in Jamal Kane. And so how are we going to fill that? You know, let's say Osei steps into that job. Well, I don't think Osei's ever going to average, you know, 12 rebounds, 11 rebounds a game. I think he's going to average four or five, and that's what his skill set is at that. So who can I put in at the hoop or on the wing that can get me six to eight rebounds a game? So that's what we're looking for in this recruiting class, and that's, that's my assistant coach's jobs to go out and find those people, bring them to me, and then we evaluate and hopefully get the kid that we – put at the top. So that's a long answer to, to Pittsburgh Marty's question, but it's, a, it's an important question, and they all do a great job, and I'm very fortunate to have a really good staff. Uh, also with the hashtag AskCampy, BK McDonald, and I'd be curious to get some interaction from the audience on this one too, and do, do like a little flash poll or something like that. I took my pregnant wife to the game this past Saturday. Does that count as a baby's first win, or is being born a prerequisite for experiencing that inaugural arena victory? I'm going to disagree. The audience is saying to win. I disagree. I, my son had my grandson at the, at the game, and he's undefeated this year. And, and he looked at me and hugged me after the game and said, nice win. So an unborn can't do that. Can't tell you nice win. Can't so it's, tell so me. it's about so you. So it's all about me, yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I think I, let's, I let's say this. We'll give it a half a win. Yeah. <laughs> a half win. Okay, there you go. Well, we'll think, uh, you know. We'll we'll come back to that one maybe in a future show or something like that and see see That's how an interesting people are question. That that may be the most interesting question we've ever gotten. Yeah. It might be. I'm not sure. I it's, I don't have the right answer to. I yeah. mean, I, I normally have an answer, right, right or wrong. I'm not even sure I have an answer for that. <laughs> uh, back with the hashtag Ask Campy, uh, Mr. Drew, Mr. Drew Huff says, uh, Ask Campy, how is the development of the redshirts this year going? Well, you know, it's a it's an interesting thing because. The problem for our freshmen that we've redshirted, we wanted to get them out of the class because of COVID. COVID has screwed everything up, and we wanted to get them. Trey Townsend, Micah Parrish are redshirt freshmen, you know, even though they played. And, you know, Osei is a freshman. So 
those three guys are going to, in the next three years, those three guys, Osei and Trey and Mike, are going to play a lot of minutes. And so if you're in that freshman class, you know, it's a tough look right now that because, you know, we, now I'm only one year behind them. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for those kids. Uh, but I love, I love them all. They're, they're unbelievable kids. Uh, we have three kids from Texas that are just the greatest kids there are. I mean, they're really, really good kids. And, you know, Will's playing, uh, but uh, Mason Gibson and uh, Sherm both, you know, are redshirting. Gibby got hurt in the summer. And then he came back in the fall and got hurt again. And he never really got the opportunity to show us what he can do. And now he's, he's back, he's healthy, and it's a tough deal to play the other team every day in practice. Yeah. Uh, over the years, we've liked to redshirt people and we watch them get better. And the one guy that is very intriguing to me is Sherman. Uh, Darius Sherman is um, a freak athlete. I mean, an absolute freak. And he's got the long arms. Again, he doesn't quite fit the profile because he's only 6'3", uh, but with his length, we thought that was okay because he, uh, you know, I, mean, I think Osei can tell you when, when Sherm jumps or when he gets in a passing lane, it's, a, it's a, I mean, we haven't seen much like that. I mean, he, he is a, as athletic as Jamal Kane is and the things that Jamal does, you'll, Sherm will put him to shame a little bit. That's a, that's a bold you know, statement, man. Sherm can yeah. do some stuff, man. <laughs> I mean, he can, he can dunk it. If there was a dunk contest, he'd be a finalist, no matter who was in it. I mean, he can do some <laughs> unbelievable things. But he's, the problem for him is that he, he didn't get to play his senior year in high school because his school got shut down from COVID. And then he didn't get to play this year Man. because we redshirted him. And now he's two years since he's worn a uniform and played in a game, and, and that hurts your development. So, you know, we got to figure that out with him because I really believe he's – He's the, the, you know, that old diamond in the rough statement. He's, yeah. that, he's that guy at Oakland that could be the next unbelievable player that nobody knows about um, once he gets some playing time. Um, but uh, our two red sh well, we brought Ty uh, Wyman out of the red shirt once, once uh, somebody got hurt. Oh, when Zion got hurt and was done, we brought Ty out of it because we needed another player uh, on the road traveling with us. And... and well, Ty, Ty's a pretty good player. I mean, he, there aren't a lot of walk-ons that can do what he does. And, yep. and uh, um, Peyton is also a very gifted shooter. I mean, we, we Peyton and, and Ty are two of the best walk-ons we've ever had here as far as coming together at one time. For them, unfortunately, they like Blake Lampman came at a year that we really needed what yeah. he brought to the, to the thing. And he is funny, a quick funny story about Blake was when he, he came, I said, yeah, you come in in the summer, we'll get you in here. And, uh, but we're going to Greece and, you know, everybody else is going and I just, I, you know, it's, it's not in the budget. I can't take you. And so but after two weeks of practice, I said to Blake, would you like to go to Greece? <laughs> <laughs> All of a he, sudden, you found the money. You found the budget. All well, of a sudden, we huh? found some money for a guy that can shoot it like he yeah. can shoot it. So, um, and so those guys, you know, that might get under recruited, have. Here's here's how screwed up recruiting is. Trey Townsend's here because of his dad and his mom. 
we were the only Division One scholarship offer he got. That that's in, that and, I, I always say that. And that's I incredible. probably, if he hadn't grown up at all our games and in my camp, and I didn't know him, and I didn't know the type of kid he was, and I didn't. I mean, I've known Trey since he was this high. He was in our camps for twenty years or whatever. I knew his, he and his brother, his mom, his dad played for me. His mom played at Oakland. She's my dentist. That you know, I just knew that he was the salt of the earth, and I wanted him as part of our program. But my guess is, if I didn't have that relationship, I probably wouldn't have recruited him either. That's and, incredible. And I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I, I think he's going to be a pro. I mean, I really do. I yeah. think if if we can increase his shot, his range to the three point line, and he becomes a forty percent shooter, which I think he could. He's a pro. I agree. He's a pro. Yeah. So uh, that's how screwed up recruiting is. There's a lot of kids. Travis Bader. We were the only Division One scholarship Travis Bader offered. Had, and he was the greatest shooter in the history of the game when he left. So, so the recruiting sometimes is overblown. And I think we have a style that fits certain players, and they, they – you know, I, again, t just talking about Osa and what he said, he believes he's a shooter, and, and he is. And, you know, two, three years from now when he's coming off four screens and doing things, he, we, don't, we, we don't have a lot of the Travis Bader shooting stuff in that with this particular team that, you know, a guy like him could, could get those plays called for him as he grows and matures. All right, Camp, we're going to do this. We'll take the last break of the show and come back. we got about six more to get to. Okay. Um, but some of so them I need to speed up. Yeah, some of them address NKU, so it's a nice dual, uh, dual role that they'll fill right here. The last couple Ask Campy questions when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Coming down the stretch of the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Neil Rule here for the Evans Law Group. And, guys, look, I could tell you about how U.S. News and World Report recognized Cam Evans for 10 straight years as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. But what I want to tell you is this. When it was me, when it was my contracts, when it was my money that was on the table, Cam Evans was the only one that I trusted. And you can learn more about the legal services offered by the Evans Law Group at 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at evanslawgrp.com. This is a great day for Henry Ford Sports Medicine. As the official team physicians for the Detroit Pistons and care provider for the Detroit Lions, today we welcome another athlete whom we proudly care for, Lisa. How was your injury? It turned out to be just a twisted knee. When can you return to Zumba? Maybe next week. Lisa, one more question. Henry Ford Sports Medicine. Official team physicians for athletes like Lisa and you. Learn more at henryford.com slash sports. Tap into savings when you use your Oakland University Credit Union Visa Signature Credit Card. The Visa Signature Credit Card gives you more cash back, like 3% cash back on groceries, 2% cash back on gas, travel, and universities, and 1% cash back on everything else. Simply tap to pay. It's fast, easy, and convenient. Tap to pay. Get more cash back with the OUCU Visa Signature Credit Card. Federally insured by the NCUA. Want to save a lot on your energy bills? Want to have some fun? Well, with the DTE Interactive Home, you can do both. From the attic to the basement, bedroom to backyard, the Interactive Home has tips, tools, programs, and products to save money in every room of the house. It's one of the few ways you can have fun and save money at the same time. Visit DTEInteractiveHome.com today. 
DTE. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, final segment of the program. My name is Neil Rule. Of course, he is the coach, Greg Campy. Happy to have you all with us live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Got to cook through these uh, final 11 minutes or so of the show. Got to cook through these questions. We've got a couple more, too. All right, I'll go, go ahead. fast. Yep, go ahead and uh, feel free to fire them away if you have any. Uh, Matt from the Horizon wants to know, what have you seen from NKU, including their win over Cleveland? What advantages, disadvantages do you see with the matchup against them? Well, they're his own team. And we've done very well against zones this year, uh, with the exception of when out of, out of nowhere somebody throws one at us, and then we, we seem to struggle for a little bit, and then we figure it out and start playing from the rim out, and all's good. So I like our chances because uh, I think we're good against zones. Um, their zone's a little different. Uh, they're, they're not as big as they've been in the past, but they're, they got some good athletes. They really shoot the three. Yep. I mean, that's all they do, that they'll shoot. It'll be like the Fort Wayne game where there were 30, 27 of the first 30 shots were threes. I think we could see that again. Uh, what they do is they rebound, and that's our Achilles heel. And so they've got the big kid. Uh, got Chris Brandon from Detroit. Chris Brandon, who transferred from Detroit, who hurt us on the glass last year. Yep. And then the, the number four, I'm drawing a blank on Nelson. his name. Nelson. Yep. Uh, Adrian Nelson. Those two guys are interchanged. They, they don't play together at the same time, but they're, they're probably the two best offensive rebounders in the league. And so we have to rebound the basketball, and we have to hope is not a strategy, but we can't have – we can't give them uncontested open looks early because we're not ready to play and they get it going. And uh, because their guys can make contested shots too. And we're one of the top teams in the country in three-point field goal defense at 27. And if, if it's below 30, I think we'll have a really good chance to win. And if their three-point shooting's above 30, I think it's going to be a dogfight. Joe Oberleason, this is one of my favorite questions. We always get these. A 2022-2023 non-conference schedule, is that finalized yet? If so, can we get a preview of the non-conference opponents? And uh, what's the word on the MTE tournaments? Well, the MTE is, that we're scheduled for is in the Bahamas. Um, but with all that's going on, I'm not 100% sure that we're going to honor that commitment. Um, just the COVID, the, what COVID has done to budgets and finance and things like that. Uh, we'll, we'll revisit it. In we're, we're booked to go. We've signed a contract, but I have a great relationship with those people, and we might be able to move or change to a different part of the country or maybe a little closer to home. Uh, but there's, I mean, it's 50-50. We're going to go to the Bahamas for that and then our non-league uh i can tell you this we open at xavier and then we have bowling green at home and oklahoma state at home the first week of the season so we're actually going to get to play some home games early in the season um the the non-league schedule has been thrown into a uh a mess a little bit in that uic left the league and so i don't know what the league's going to do it, may, it might mean we have two more non-league games to get so uh, we're all just sitting and waiting to find out what the, our league response to UIC leaving is. Uh, MD Fund 89, the change of defense to uh, to man-to-man -man against UIC was impressive. What caused the switch for the couple of possessions? Couldn't stop them. Those two guys were were making shots, and, and we had to win the game. And I have some guys that can really guard the ball. Um, we put Osei on the one kid. We put Mike on the other kid. And we doubled the ball screen. And we made their non-shooters shoot the last couple of minutes, and we got lucky that they missed. 
Uh, one more here from Matt. It says, just over a year ago, the story about you running into a former uh, usher at Little Caesars Arena on the streets came out. You're able to get him some help, get him a job, stuff like that. Do you have an update a year later on him? Yeah, it, it, it was a very happy ending for a while, but uh, not so happy now. Uh, uh, he, we lost track of him. He stopped coming to work, and uh, I've walked the streets looking for him. And one of these days, eventually, if he's still out there, I'm going to find him. But I'm still out looking for him. But we, it was a really good story. We had got him a place to live and all that kind of stuff. He, he couldn't move in because we had some issues with HUD. Uh, I had a nonprofit organization take an old beat-up apartment and turned it into a nicer place than I ever lived until I was like 35. You know, what I mean, <laughs> and it was really good. And we were getting ready to get as soon as we got approval and. One day he didn't show up to work, and they called me and said that we haven't seen him in a week or so. And so we've been. Out. I went to where he was squatting, and he wasn't there. And so it's uh, it was a really good story for about six months, and I don't know what's happened. All right, um, Jake Wolock wants to know what challenges will NKU present us, which we kind of already talked about, but he does have a secondary follow-up to it. it. Says, what were they able to do against Cleveland State that we can't allow to happen to us Thursday night? Well, they they. Cleveland State played a really good game against them at a 13-point lead, and then as so happens on the road in league play when on a noon game, uh, yeah, and when teams are and teams are kind of even, you know that a little thing can change the game. And and Chris Brandon got about three offensive rebounds and putbacks, and and Martez Wark made a couple threes, and all of a sudden the 13-point game was three or four, and they dominated. They did the same thing to Fort Wayne that uh, two nights before they were down 12 and finished the game on a 21-2 run. So neither Cleveland State or Fort Wayne could score in the last three minutes of the game, and that's how they won them both. Uh, last one we got here, Camp. Uh, ask Campy. This comes from Andrew. Uh, recruits aren't just looking at program success and fit these days. Recruits are highly interested in the facilities, the uniforms, the training facilities, the dorms, et cetera. Has Oakland made any significant investments in attracting new talent? That that's, I guess they're they're saying are are you taking have a look we made at any facilities, yeah, training facilities, facilities, stuff like that? Have, have you made any significant investments in those areas? Um, not yet. We've invested in drawings, but we've had those drawings for a decade, you know, over a decade. Um, nope, we've not done anything. That's uh, what it is. I wish I could answer that better. <laughs> I can't really say anything on that. That's, you know, that everybody knows we have things we have to get done. We just haven't been able to get them done yet. All right, Camp, this weekend. I have, I have one. Oh, yeah, you have one more yeah. also, yeah. So a good friend of mine who, a uh, bunch of guys, I play a lot of cards at the club I belong to, and, you know, in the winter you can't golf in Michigan, so you play cards. And <laughs> a bunch of guys bowl, and I'm not a very good bowler, but I do bowl. But one of my buddies had a 300 game. And, you know, that's pretty good. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah, perfect. And so Don Noble is the guy that did that. And I think they really asked this question so that I would just say his name on and, the radio. And that he bowled a 300? Let him know that he bowled a 300. The question became, the question that we, came, that we argued over cards was brought up that I should ask the people, you know, on Twitter and here, what is more, what's harder to do, a hole-in-one or a 300 game in bowling. Oh, that's easy. 
You think a hole in one's harder to do? No. I, See, I, I, I just, I, a lot of people say that, but yeah. I'm on the other side of that. I, I played with a guy that was a horse poop golfer who hit a low line drive that skidded a, uh, 160 yards, skidded across, across the water, hit the hill that the water was in, bounced up in the air, rolled on the green, rolled in the hole. Yeah, well, I noticed Giz is over there trying to put his jacket on and leave. Giz, how many holes in one do you have? Three. That tells you. That, see, that's all you need and you, to know. And his wife has two? Yeah. And Giz, 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 three is, holes in one. Giz is not, I'm sorry, Giz, but Giz is not what I would call accomplished on the golf course. <laughs> he plays a lot. Yeah, I mean, he plays a lot, and he's better than the average guy because if you can break 100, you're better than probably most. I just, I just like the way he low-key put the jacket on. He heard the topics at hand and put the jacket on and tried I to mean, slide out. To, to, you, have to bowl, you have to bowl 12 strikes in a row, 12 in a row to bowl a 300 game. So if you suck at bowling like me, I mean, every time I bowl, I, I, I have a strike on my first ball of the game. I say, okay, this is it. <laughs> this is my game. And by the, by the next three open frames, I'm not even thinking about it anymore. Yeah. So, all right, well, we'll see what Twitter does with that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah no, but I, yeah, that's, there are, I'm guessing. Don Noble had the 300 game. Yeah. Don, I got your name on the radio. We discussed it. Nobody here agreed on anything. <laughs> All right, Camp, we got about a minute or so left on the show. Um, leaving tomorrow, as we talked about, to try to beat the snowstorm. Huge, huge, huge games this weekend. Well, because of the uneven schedule and because we're going to miss three games and Wright State's not going to miss any and Cleveland State's only going to miss one, um, we're, you know, we're behind the eight ball and we can't afford yep. another Milwaukee. We can't afford that. We These are... These are the best teams in the league on the road, and then we play them again at home. And so the whole thing is going to be de decided here in the next couple of weeks. I think we're ready for it. Uh, We've we got to understand it's more than just one game. If things go wrong at Northern Kentucky on Thursday, Wright State's just in, as important. If things go great on Thursday, Wright State's just as important. So, uh, you know, it's, it's going to take wins. It's going to take wins because we can't afford – as I said on the show last week, we could end up. You no, know, Cleveland State's ten and two right now. Let's say they only lose one more game, and that's to us at our place. They would end up nineteen and three. If we lose again, twice, and go beat Cleveland State as I as that, we would end up sixteen and three. And even though we beat Cleveland State twice, they would be the champion. Right. They would get the NIT bid and all that and the number one seed. And so because of that uneven schedule, we've got to win. There it is. And we'll have the action for you, 1270 to bet on the radio side, ESPN Plus as well. Big thank you to everybody for coming out on Monday. Big thanks to everybody here at RJ's Pub as well. We'll see you next week. The Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group live at RJ's Pub. Well, see you later. The Bet 1270 is WXYT, WXYT HD, and WXYT HD3, Detroit's sports talk and wagertainment. The sports better's best friend. We're your edge over the sports books. An Odyssey station.